1: Welcome. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader, along with
2: Pete Lee, also sitting in for Tom Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> we are all sitting in for Tom Bernard today. JP,
0: Melissa Kirk,
2: Andy Bernard,
1: and
0: Cassie Schrader.
1: Stay tuned. We've got the comedy stylings of Pete Lee next, right here on the Tom Bernard Show.
3: Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents car selling secrets. Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page.
4: I
1: don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. (laughs) <laughs> we're back this is the Tom of art show i'm dave schrader tom will be back with you on monday joining me now live in studio comedian pete lee he'll be at acme comedy club tonight and tomorrow there are just a few tickets that remain for the 10.30 show. Just a few. So if you want to get out, have a little fun this weekend, make sure you check out the show's 10.30, and then make sure you go out and see Ida on, on Sunday at 7.
2: Yeah, that's our our tickets are selling so well that I want to just promote her stuff. That was very <laughs> nice of so you to peek and do. make sure
1: to mention Ida's show? Yeah, we can do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, she's my good friend. And um, yeah, we ran into, into now, each other. Now, is she other. your good friend or is she a Hollywood good friend? Meaning you've seen her
4: once <laughs> and
2: you nodded <laughs> politely from across the bar. Yeah, um, yeah baby. I admire your work. Uh, no, we—I mean, I, we're both seller comics in New Yorks because we both go back and forth between L.A. and New York all the time. So uh, I don't know, like, there's this kinship, you know, like the um, the Friars Club really isn't a thing anymore. It's mm-hmm, really yeah. the you know, if you're in the cellar, you're you're in this you know fraternity sorority thing. Uh, it, yeah, she's we really are close we've we've hung out with each other for hours and hours and hours, and it's on end you know at night, but um, no no hanky panky Um <laughs> <laughs> well it was it was
5: uh, released last week on uh, last month on Netflix. Ray Romano yeah. did a special at the comedy cellar. yeah and he, he did a half hour at the original location. And then left the building and went because they have like an offshoot around and he kept saying around the corner and he went walked a couple of blocks went around the corner and did another half hour and then he finished it were by either one of them funny yes they were very funny and then it finished with um, uh, him eating pizza with his real kids <laughs> at the cellar table uh, it was some pizza joint in
2: between the two. Oh yeah, Ben's. Yeah, Ben's pizza. The, um, yeah, the, I, Ray. I haven't seen Ray's special yet, but that's. I mean, <laughs> that's what you can do. The cellar has. Uh, they have three rooms. They have the the comedy cellar. They have the village underground, and then they have the fat black pussy cat. And, uh, and so, like, like when I, I know, <laughs> these are all reputable rooms. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> um,
3: Hello, everybody.
2: Welcome to the flat, black, pussycat room. <laughs> we take comedy seriously here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, when I get ready for the Tonight Shows, they, um, they put me up in all their rooms for all the shows. So I ended up doing nine shows that night where wow, I get to wow. warm up the set and... Uh, whenever I, by the time I get to the tonight show, I feel so comfortable because, you know, the cellar is a room that I used to feel really scared performing in. And so it's like, if you can do the set nine times there, you know, where you're following, you're literally like following like Chris Rock and Amy Schumer and, you know, Louie even though he died, but, um, uh, I thought that'd get a laugh, but um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're following all these really great comedians with that set. So if it can follow that, it can go up on the Tonight Show. So you do the Tonight Show. How intimidating is it f- that first time? Um, it's I mean it's pretty intimidating, but. The Jimmy Fallon makes it much better, mm-hmm. you know. Like uh, I was really nervous to go there, and then they had this thing called Pup Quiz on that show the first time that I was there, where they have like they have like fifty puppies, and they they play this game show where the puppies are involved. And so Jimmy greeted me at the elevator, and he's like, "Hey, Pete, thought you might be nervous to do the show. Do you want to hold a puppy?" And like <laughs> so, like right away, you're like you know the host of the show that you feel like you could be afraid of is our you know is like that's handing you a puppy. On your side already. Yeah, oh, that's great. And then he hangs out in the green room with you. You and just makes you feel comfortable because i remember when i did david letterman when you walk out mm-hmm. on stage you're like oh my god dave's over there right and but when you do fallon you're like oh that's my pal jimmy and those are my friends the roots you know
3: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you,
2: you just feel really comfortable you know the whole time but uh, i also take this uh my girlfriend's a psych nurse practitioner and i take this drug called propranolol when i do yep. big things sure. it's a beta blocker and um it's actually like a heart rate medication that they figured out lowers your anxiety. Cause like, uh, like you can have, you can have anxious thoughts, like, like, Oh my God, this is crazy. But your body's like, I'm not coming with you. <laughs> <Right>. you <know? laughs> like if somebody was shooting you with a machine gun, you'd be like, cool bullets. Like, wow. Oh my God. Look at that blood spatter. They're going to have a lot to clean up. Um, so like i've a lot of times friends will be like you look so comfortable when you're you know when you're on there and i'm like well it's the comedy seller warming up and doing all that preparation but it's also propranolol <laughs> <laughs> <Drugs, laughs> i cheat Miracle. yeah is
1: that what you're on propranolol
0: no that's the one i've been trying to get you to get on for <laughs> yeah. your migraines cuz it's supposed to help with migraines
1: migraines anxiety, i take it for migraines it. actually oh do you really
2: yep yeah okay. every day okay. how does it how does it work for migraines it just you still have dollars, and you're just like, "Wow, this migraine!"
0: They, they must have figured that out a long time ago because that's what my mom takes for her migraine. She she had migraines, like she's had them since she was like 12, and uh-huh. to the point where she can't function at all. Mm-hmm. Um, within like six hours, if she doesn't take that medication, she has a migraine for the rest of the day, even after she takes it. So like, wow. she can't go like six hours into the day without taking it; otherwise, she's basically screwed.
1: Wow. see, That's I'm, I am with Twinkies.
2: Yeah. I
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't have one right away in the morning. The rest of the day, done. Yeah. And
2: see, I'm lazy, so I think I'm going to start faking migraines. Like, oh, I just can't do anything today. I have this migraine. <laughs> People will be like, why are you smiling? I'll be like, I smile through it. Right.
1: That's it's not, not smiling.
2: It's a wince.
5: Yeah. You're, Pe- yeah. Pete, you're giving yeah. away your secret, though. Yeah. yeah. She's going to ask you to do something, and you'll say that, and she'll go, eh. Ah, you already said she's a
1: psych nurse, so she's going to know when he's pulling the shenanigans mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah.
5: She, well, I mean, she, like, interviews
2: people for a living, you know, like like high-level liars, you know. Yeah. and um,
1: <laughs>
2: so. Like drug seekers. so the high rollers
5: yeah. of the liar community? Yeah, oh, so great.
2: I can't get anything past her, and I don't even try. I don't. Well,
5: they were—I uh, saw something on uh, news here lately. The people that next have to go after is people who are getting prescriptions for their animals mm-hmm. yep. and then taking them themselves. Like, they'll go in and— say, my dog won't move or mm-hmm. can't lay down mm-hmm. and it's in so much pain and then they'll get my a script. My dog's jonesing
3: really hard.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they'll get a script.
1: Hey, man, I need some warmer. Right?
2: I just need a little warmer. My dog's going nuts, man. I need some puppy propranolol.
1: <laughs> yeah. Puppy uppers and doggy downers. Is that yeah. what you need? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my that's God, that's funny. <laughs> that, like, I mean, are dogs, like, do they
5: prescribe opiates for dogs? Yes. Is that yeah. A, yeah, yeah, really. That's, and that's what they're doing it for, for pain medications.
1: My mm-hmm. buddy's wife is a vet. And he gets kidney stones a lot. And uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever had kidney stones.
2: Luckily, no. But it's,
1: it's oh. I guess, the most violent, horrific <laughs> thing in the history. Of, yeah, the stand-up comedian's in the house. He's it, been struggling with wanting to just hold the mic. Yeah. Yeah. But,
2: I, yeah I, I This thing, like, I, this mic stand, it's like you have to lean so far forward on the table <laughs> that it feels uncomfortable, and yeah. this feels better. Now I can lay back. Because, like, look, you're laid back. You're like, yeah, I want to be like you. Yeah, but when, <laughs> when
5: I go to talk, I always do this. And oh it comes out just like you know you we, can... we have a friend of the show who uh, his mic technique because he's on the morning show uh-huh. it's Philly he'll let me tell you I'm uh, I don't agree with that and the more he talk the further he gets away from it it's like I've gotta move toward the mic the,
2: yeah the soundboard guy is like turning it up every yeah. time he talks you hear like <laughs> but anyway I interrupted I apologize no that's
1: fine I, I already forgot what my story was anyway. I, just, that's, I need
2: propranolol. I'll <laughs> get me back on, on topic. Propranolol. Yeah. Propranolol is really great. The only problem is that the, the next day you get, what is it, rebound hypertension? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, uh, sometimes I, like, I, because I, I also have a prescription for Klonopin, but you got to be, like, really like really careful with that stuff yeah. if you start taking it more than like two days in a row you can start feeling dependent and um i have friends that have all sorts of terrible side effects from it but like when i take that for anxiety or like i just feel fine the next day uh, but with propranolol sometimes you feel like like okay i took a blood pressure medication yesterday yeah and then a lot of days i have to fly on those days so i'm already feeling weird so it like amplifies the jet lag times 10 and then i call her and i'm like i'm dying she's like you're fine <laughs> I'm like, I need a nurse. She's like, I am one.
1: Uh. My poor wife has to put up with the uh, nonsense at our home. I, I got up one morning. <clears throat> our, my daughter has diabetes. So I had to get up to go check her blood. And I woke up, and I just had that pasty, dry mouth. And I'm like, God, I, I need gum. And I look down on the floor, and there's two two pieces of gum, you know, uh-huh. the, the little white gums. I'm like, oh, thanks, I'm God. F- <laughs> right? So I reach down, I pick the gum up, throw it in my mouth. I walk in, I take care of my daughter. And as I do, I start sweating. And like my heart starts going crazy and I'm like, nicotine what the hell? gum? And I, hey, thanks for the punchline right out of the way. Aww. Who cares about the setup? But yeah, I thought I was physically dying. Jeez. I said goodnight to my uh, or I said goodnight to my daughter. I went in and laid down for a few minutes, and I told my wife, I'm like, go get the kids. She goes, Why? Well, I go, I gotta say goodbye. She's like, What? And I said, No, I said, This is, I'm having a heart attack. This is the I I was sweating, my heart's going like this. And then finally she goes, What happened? I said, I don't know. I got up. I, I chewed a couple of pieces of gum that I found on the floor. And she looks at her and she goes, That you what? <laughs> I found, found, found them on the floor yeah. and I, I popped them in. She goes, dumbass, those are my nicotine gum. They fell out of my, my robe. Oh. You just took, like, two packs of smokes. <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> so I'm chowing on that. I, oh, I thought I was
2: done. And have yeah. you had nicotine? Like, are you a nicotine person? Do you ever no, smoke? She, I, I don't smoke
0: either. I, I chew it because I have Crohn's disease. Oh. So it kind of helps. Have you ever heard where people like, oh, if you're ever, you know, constipated, have a cup of coffee and a cigarette, and that'll break something loose for you? Because uh-huh. nicotine <laughs> can help stimulate. It's yeah. a Honey, what
1: have we said about too much information?
0: <laughs> hey, everybody talks about it. What have we said? We Ooh, said what, it's what welcome
2: everybody... on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but, Save it for the podcast and you're here. Yeah, so especially
0: like after I eat and stuff, I chew a piece of nicotine gum because it kind of keeps things regulated and so I don't have any issues because I deal with chronic inflammation. Yeah. And so that's why I have it. And he, I had it in my bathrobe pocket. And well, he whipped my bathrobe off the bed for some reason.
1: For sex. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no. Not her, her bathrobe. <laughs>
0: and, and a couple pieces must have fallen out, and I'm like, I, whether it was nicotine. Why are you eating gum off the floor? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> no, right? Hey, when he was hey,
5: judgy,
4: mm-hmm. judgy, wudgy.
5: Let's well, back it, up.
0: It, Andy would never do that because he is it, so worried about germs. Yeah,
5: <laughs> but it's funny that the three females are, are like, why would you do that? And what? I bet you, Pete, me, and Brendan were all like. Yeah. 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 Well, that's our yeah.
4: maternal it the instinct. Like... That's a hard
1: candy shell on it. Right. It's not getting yeah. germs.
2: Also, it's your floor. If it was right. like a hotel uh, carpet floor, no way. No. But if it's your floor at home, you're right. like, these are all my germs. Well, and
1: I just figured my cat must have got into one of my packs of gum, messed mm. with it, and knocked it two pieces on the floor. So that was it. It was there was yeah. no brain. Th- everybody's like, you're a, you're a moron. Yeah, <laughs> cats love gum. You yeah. know, like Who does we does just love followed the, the logic paper. trail. It's yeah. the crinkle paper that they give. Yeah. No,
0: now I ask him. I'm like, "Oh, do you want to try this?" Oh, no, I don't want to bite. So I want me to throw it on the floor. Then will you want it? <laughs> <laughs> so I just start throwing.
2: <laughs> but I've become You're throwing broccoli on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. Eat the, it, Ooh, broccoli. <laughs> and
1: then she she does ma- medical marijuana to help with some of her her, her deals. And then one night I had this kicking headache. I go, "Honey, can I, I? I need a hit." She goes, "Okay." So she hands me the the vape pen. She goes in the bathroom without giving me instructions uh, on, that this is a different deal. I go old school. <laughs> I haven't smoked weed in like 20 years, and I grab it and I go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh god! It's and I held it for like a minute as I'm typing, oh. and all of a sudden everything starts going like this, and I'm like. And she walks out as I go. It's just like a Van Halen concert, Prince video happening, and she goes, "What did you do?" And I go, "I just took the hit, and literally, I just I started the list. I got up and laid down in the bed." i got to give her a lot of credit because I spent the next six hours crying. I'm like, I'm dying. I can't breathe. I'm not breathing. She goes, you're snoring. You're talking. You're breathing. No, I'm not. You're not even paying attention. (laughs) And he starts like
0: (laughs) praying to God because he thought he was dying.
1: And then I forget halfway through. I'm like, oh, Lord please get me through this and let me remember to videotape ghost adventures on Friday. That looked like a great episode. I just, oh, it was so horrible. Horrible.
2: I get couch locked on weed sometimes, you know? Yes. And, and it's like, you know, if like if you have the pen, you're used to that pen. You, yeah. you know what dosage, you know, you know what's going to freak you out. But then, uh, every once in a while after shows, people will be like, hey, do you want to hit this? And then, I don't want to seem like a puss, you know? So I, right. I hit it and then I'm just out with people and I'm just like, ah!
4: like, like <laughs>
2: like I always say that like have you ever seen a cat um, looking through a window at a bird yes. like, I'll be doing like that just at people I'll be like I get really weird and um uh, <laughs> um i don't know if you guys have you guys ever had ari shafir on this podcast oh yeah um uh my friend ari shafir he was like he was like you should eat an edible and then go up on an airplane that's how he talks um uh, for the (laughs) listeners that know him they're they're like oh that's a great that's a great impression
1: (laughs) for the Um, rest of us it just sounds like you were
2: stalling out yeah yeah that's what he sounds like i'm like frank caliendo of only doing impressions of ari Um, (laughs) you should smoke marijuana um but he told me that I should go up in an airplane, so I went up in an airplane and I ate it up. And then it kicked in. And then this old lady next to me—I thought she was knitting a sweater, but I'm—I get really polite when I'm high, you know. Like I was like, "Don't look at her work. Like you wouldn't want anybody looking at your work before you're done with it, you know." So I'm like, "You can't look at her work." You know? and, um, and then a half an hour later, I realized she was just trying to untangle her headphones. So like I could have helped this woman. But, but she was knitting the whole time we uh, we need to take a break we'll come back pete
1: lee our guest check out his website Lee.net. he'll be at acme tonight 10 30 tomorrow night 10 30
3: a few tickets still on sale we'll be right back a program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor do you want a guaranteed offer on your home hey it's tom with my realtor chris lindahl who has some exciting news to share hey tom we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer
2: program here's how it works if you qualify we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer
3: in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open
2: houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well.
3: To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com. Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutrimos is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutrimos will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutrimos help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutrimos guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramos helped me change my life And they can help you too Call 763-333-7337 That's 763-333-7337 Roll another blunt
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god, we're back
1: on the Tom Bernard Show Andy is shaking his head In <laughs> disgust and righteous indignation At our stupidity <laughs> I remember this song yeah. Did you, uh, Did you ever smoke weed? Andy ever
3: I had a cookie once. A cookie. Not a week cookie. I'm just like just... that cookie a lot. Um, but no, I, yeah, I had a cookie with it in it and it was not pleasant. Glad you eat the whole cookie. Well,
1: I didn't know how much to eat. Right. See, that's one of my friend, we're at <laughs> Universal Studios I was just in California. Like, oh, it's one cookie per, right? She's got a foil wrapper. She goes, she's got like four cookies. And I go, what are you guys doing? And they're both over like chipmunking. And I, she goes, oh, you want a cookie? I'm like, yeah. She breaks me off this little piece and I go, I can handle the whole cookie. Not realizing what kind of cookie. She goes, not this cookie. And I go, what is it? And I toss it in my mouth. She goes, well, that's an edible. And I go, this is an... I can't have a whole... The cookie was this big. I can't handle a whole cookie? She goes, you tell me in 10 minutes. And then we're waiting in line for the mummy ride at Universal Studios. I thought I was going to die. I've got that happening a lot in my life. Yes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always stepping off that boundary of fear of death, but when you're riding a ride on an edible and you're not used to that,
2: I mean, I will say this: that when you are actually on your deathbed someday, you'll be like, "I've done this."
1: (laughs) I know what I'm doing.
0: I've done this This thousands of times. Like
2: I expected it to be. (laughs) I'm fun. I've rehearsed a lot. (laughs) But I I will say that that like there's there's nothing worse than being really high and then being in public and then also waiting in line. Like um, I got really high and then I just I was at a football game and then I was waiting in line uh, at Lambeau Field for uh, they have like the cheese curds or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think this line because i kept checking my phone and the line took like five minutes it was like the shortest that that line's ever been and in my head i was like this is like an hour (laughs) what's happening like like you even hear you know people talking about the time that's elapsed on the game clock on the tv so like it keeps being reinforced to me that time is not passing slower and i'm like this is insane I'm saying that out loud to the people in front of me, and they're like, "It's actually not bad." You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just being all I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> but,
5: yeah, I've only had that sensation from a few cigars. Oh yeah, with, from we the call nicotine. those blunts, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm about nothing added to
6: it. Mm-hmm. A- oh, yeah, one time I smoked a cigar, and yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna throw up now." I'm
5: I was, and it the was the Cubans. Uh, No, it was weird because
6: it was just some cigar. Right. Cuban
5: cigars, you don't normally, they're very, even the dark ones, because normally the darker the cigar, the bigger the rush you could possibly have. Cuban cigars are always basically really dark and very mild. But you get some others from other countries, and as they get darker, 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 and all of a sudden I'm laying in bed, and it's like, why am I sweating? Yes, that and the other, and it's like.
0: It's nicotine mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah Too much nicotine cigars are the real deal I um I uh, I was out golfing with buddies and uh, they were like let's get cigars so they had some at the pro shop and then I was like I can sm-, like I I had like a goal of smoking this whole thing down and not realizing <laughs> that you can take breaks you can like yeah. you know, oh yeah, like you oh, can... yeah. It's, it's an it's an evening like the cigar is your evening it's not like Let's just do this in one drag and get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that it was like an evening stroll that yeah, you were taking. Exactly. I was like Usain Bolt, and I was like... <laughs> and, and not, not <laughs> inhaling, I in the- but I didn't realize that your mouth absorbs it almost like chewing tobacco. Yeah, yep. And I was doing the same thing where I was like... Ah, <laughs> like, like, And I'm golfing, and I'm like, I got a
5: putt now!
2: <laughs> Did they hand you the brandy and you just threw it all down, yeah. too? You weren't sipping off it? Just Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Well, I do that. I'm, I'm a whiskey drinker, so mm-hmm. I... Uh, I mean, obviously, look at how manly I am. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Pete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I... Uh, yeah, I, I... Last night... These guys from the show, um, they because I was drinking rip beer on stage, and anytime anybody asks you from the crowd, you know, what, what are you drinking? And then I was like, it's rip beer. And um, I know from that point on that I'm immediately going to do a shot, you know? like, right. Come on, you can't drink rip beer on stage. you got going to do a shot. And um, so these guys made me do a shot with them. And uh, uh, the bartender, uh, Nick at Acme, he knows that I can drink whiskey. Like, I drink whiskey. I can drink a quantity of whiskey that it's like I'm in a spy movie. I'm like James Bond, right. and I've trained my system to be able to have 20 shots while the other person will die at 12, you know. And um, so he pours me, he pours us all these giant shots of whiskey. And when I, even me, when I was taking it, I was like, this is crazy. And I got done, and my, wa- my, my eyes were watering, which they normally don't. And then I saw these guys, and like their faces were lactating, like they were, like their their noses were running, their eyes were going crazy. And I was like, all right, I still won. And um, right. I told her that story last night. I was like, I won in a man competition.
3: So
1: his his story is that he can drink all of this and he's still smooth like James Bond. Right? Yeah. So in his mind, he's all hello, money, penny, how are you? But is he looking at you and he's more like ah,
6: no, no, no. I've never I've never seen him actually like completely intoxicated before. And and this well, is we after can like fix that. drinks. <laughs>
2: of course, it's a Diet Pepsi bottle that has some sort of rum in it. Oh, can we not say Pepsi? Um, no, we can <laughs> It's a Diet boop, <laughs> bottle. bottle. Um, no, but I, I like. Yeah, I got. I was gonna. Um, I told her earlier yesterday that. I, w- I was like, hey, babe, you got to take an Uber from the airport. And then um, I got all drunk and I was like, I'm going to go surprise her. And I showed up at the airport and I kissed you. And you're like, wow, you taste like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here for you, baby. But I wanted to just surprise your baggage claims.
1: <laughs> so- Whiskey you can whiskey's no major effect to you. See, I was that way with tequila in college. Oh. My my roommates were like, What is wrong with you? I could drink straight out of the bottle I'd drink the Cuervo Gold especial and I would drink down a half a bottle. My And my buddy Tim would do that with uh, Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. I couldn't mix anything else. I was c- cooked. But I could drink tequila and function.
2: And it makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah.
1: I found out well, recently. It makes me
2: feel good might be
1: a different thought. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting angry
2: a lot. That's why
1: I don't drink because I'm a mean drunk. Oh, you are? Well, I flip. You know, I'm like one of those guys who are like, Pete, you're my best friend. When you look at my wife, I will fucking kill you, right? And, it just, and it, it's that quick of a switch. So I just learned, you know, I'm not a pleasant person. If it if it goes bad, it's gonna go bad for all of us. And I punch <laughs> like a girl, so it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Stop it, Pete.
2: <laughs> I like that you're like I will kill you unless I take unless I chew some nicotine gum, then I will kill myself. <laughs> That's my weakness, man. Just but I will kill someone tonight. <laughs> no, I and by the way, I'm not looking at your wife. Uh, the whole I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna avert my eyes the whole time. Even when she speaks, I'll be like, "I am not looking at you, ma'am." No, that's,
1: that's not a problem. Feel free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so Minnesota, and I'm like, "Would you like to look at my girlfriend?" <laughs> we could trade up on visuals. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but I, I don't. I don't think I'm an angry drunk. Am I an angry drunk?
6: No, I've never seen you act that. Yeah, I'm like I might be. <laughs> There was the time in Nashville though when you got um roofied and then that was when you had kinda what you were talking about with the nicotine. He got roofied.
2: Yeah, I got roofed you know the headphones ha- have a there's microphone. A, there's on it. a microphone. <laughs> on it. See, she always. Jamie, I want to talk. All Jamie right, and talk. I do a podcast together called Snuggle Storm, and uh, in the first episode of that, she was like, she was like, I'm not talking, and she was sitting over on the couch and like doing, you know, like studying for her boards and stuff, and then like halfway through, she's like in the podcast, and then our friend Nikki Glazer has her on XM radio, so she's she's got a lot of radio experience, but she hates it every time. She's like, I'm not doing it, and then she gets sucked in. It's like Jack Bauer on 24 you know like i keep trying to get out but they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> right, enough deflecting let's yeah. get back to when he
1: uh thought he was dying on nicotine like yeah, I did. yeah.
6: so we were at a bar the night before my graduation uh-huh. and he <laughs> <I> just <laughs> I put the that. microphone in my mouth um
2: nobody's mad at you except for god <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> and and there's this guy that was hitting on him like really hitting on him, and he, I guess, was... I think he was just really high on coke or something, just really out of it. Pete? Not, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> He wasn't even oh noticing. He was being it yeah. out. He was so cool. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm so like high on coke. This guy was asking him to go outside, and he was just being really weird. And, and Pete went to the bathroom, and, I mean, I'm celebrating. I'm not paying attention. His drink was, like, at the bar, and when he came back within, what, 30
2: minutes, you were like... Yeah, it was it was really crazy like this guy was he had a teal shirt on and then he just like he saw me and I don't know what like gay guys love me like they, they really do and I'm an ally of the community and you know if you're gay I love you uh, and there's like I would say like just like every other community you know there's like there's like the majority of people are good, but this guy right. was like an evil, right. also gay. You know, like <laughs> like uh, he uh, he was an evil gay, and um uh, like like because I mean you know there are straight guys that are predators, and this guy was like a gay predator. You know, and um and he uh, yeah the whole he he came up to me, he's like, hey man, he's like do you, he's like do you want to do cocaine? Do you want to go outside? And I was like, no, I don't want to go outside with you. And uh, the whole time he was just like. He just wouldn't get out of his head. Like I need to get this guy outside. And um, uh, somebody told me the next day that that's what a lot of times they'll do is they'll try to like, get you to go to, like the back alley to do cocaine, mm-hmm. and then they rob you or you, you know, wake um, up in a
1: bathtub loaded with ice and no kidneys. Yeah,
2: yeah, like one of those kinds of things. And so yeah, I left my drink next to Jamie, uh, who I trusted, and <laughs> trusted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I left my drink next to her. And then I came back, and this dude's sitting next to my drink. So I should have just been like, well, I'm not drinking this drink. And this is the night before her graduation. So uh, she warned me that we were going out with her brother, Chance. Uh, Can you tell she's from the South? That Mm. Her brother has a quarterback name. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) My mama named me Chance because she took one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a Jean claude van
1: damme line from really? i think yeah one of the yeah, oh that films. was good yeah. i like that
2: um so like the whole night i was really um i was really like drinking very slowly with chance even though he was like shots you guys shots and um and so like i was barely even buzzed and then i finished the rest of this drink and uh do you know the comedian mark norman um has he been in here, yeah, he's here back yeah. 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 Uh, yeah my name yeah, is mark yeah, norman yeah, i'm gay uh, yeah <laughs> don't me to me, me um uh, another impression that uh if you look it up you're gonna be like wow wow was, he is that's good really you good. are really good at the people nobody knows i yeah. like that yeah i'm just letting you know no. uh, but um but so Mark Norman shows up and uh, he shows up for some reason with the Booker of Conan and because uh, they were both in town for separate things and in then Nashville. In Nashville, not in,
6: New York or LA. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and we're down on this Cowboy Street. The Broadway is that, mm. that what it's called? And uh, so we we get out onto the street and all of a sudden I start getting the, like the was you know, where my brain is going like, rah, rah. and then next thing I know I'm like. Pissing on a car tire, and uh and
6: Mark's running through the street with his pants with down. his pants
2: down, and he's not roofied and I am, and uh, and we go to the another bar and we have one more drink and I was just like done I was I was like
6: and then remember we were in this circle of like ten people like arms locked and like singing songs in the middle of Broadway
2: I don't remember that <coughs> but I <laughs> I know That's that there were pictures life. and video from it on my phone that I took. Um, <laughs> Um, and but we got back to the hotel, and she was like, "It's the night before my graduation. I'm gonna go night night." And then I was like, "I'm gonna throw up for hours." And I, it was like, it was the kind of throwing up that like I don't black out completely on roofies, and I don't know like because I've been roofied before, and I don't know if it's because I don't have that reaction to that drug, or if it's because um men give other men a woman's dose of it you know so like if it was like supposed to be for like 150 pounds and under or whatever and then i'm a 215 pound man that i don't actually black out but all i do is i just vomit nonstop, and it was like like where i'd throw up and i couldn't even get air so i'm i'm yelling at her in the other room i'm like babe like you're a nurse. You're a nurse. Come get me. You're a nurse. <laughs> and she's just sound asleep. I'm not a nurse till tomorrow. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she comes in and um, and she calms me down. And I was like crying. It was it was so scary. And um, uh, yeah. And then the next day. Because um, like, I had gone through this whole ordeal, and then I meet her, uh, her family with their dad and her stepmom, and I have to sit next to them at graduation after being a roofie. The whole family knows what happened. And so you know, her mom was like, hey, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, it's really bad. I feel really terrible still. And, and um, then her, uh, her stepdad, Tom, goes... He goes, well, it sounds like you're a candy ass to me. (laughs) In his Alabama accent. And then he slaps me on the back really hard. And then right then the graduation started. (laughs) So I'm a candy ass. Well. I got roofied. Roofied. You've had it happen before. Yeah, it happened. uh, I was at the Cincinnati Funny Bone. And one of the waiters, uh, he was also also gay that uh, asterisk happened to be evil. Okay. Um, And uh, he... uh, I love gay people. They're not evil. Uh, This one was. And he was, like, bragging to the staff after he roofied me that, like, he's like, yeah, I roofied Pete, and I'm going to have sex with him. And then these uh, two waitresses. They took me back to my like hotel and then they just took care of me all night. And um, and then he got fired. Wow, but... and she actually bought that story? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good yeah. oh my Honey, God. when you call me and I'm on the road with
1: two women, they're just there saving my life. Because I've been roofied. <laughs> yeah. We have to take a break. We've got more uh, with Pete Lee and check out his website, PeteLee.net. He'll be at Acme Comedy Club. The 8 o'clock show tonight and tomorrow is sold out, so there's very few left. Get on board for the 10.30 show tonight and tomorrow.
3: This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks, or do you know them by their name? well let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at priority 485 local drivers 85 office staff 37 million deliveries since 1997 and an opportunity for you to join their company drivers you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year medical Dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jeff, who started as a customer service rep and is now company controller. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on Priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com.
1: Welcome back to the program. I'm Dave Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard. Tom will be back with you on Monday. Sitting to my left, the homophobic Pete Lee, who (laughs) thinks all gays are evil. You've heard it here on the show. (laughs) I just I want love to the clear. fact that you have to like try to keep clear. I'm not saying all gays are evil. Just this one had a predilection towards an evil nature. Yeah, we've come to that point where we're so afraid of offending everybody. When you just can't, hey, you're just laying out the facts. This guy was he wasn't a straight man trying to roofie you. He was, no he was he was a man who
2: liked a man uh, that happened to be evil. Uh, but that but most men that like men are not evil whatsoever. It and could I want to be make... in the
1: name of your podcast. Do you think <laughs> Snuggle <laughs> Storm? Snuggle Maybe that's like a bear
2: term or something
1: just like, oh Pete Snugglestorm I know you yeah. I smell you he was asking for it
2: yeah. <laughs> look no. at the way he's
1: dressed with that beard and all he's asking for it. that
2: pretty mouth why'd you make it so pretty if you didn't want it I, uh, I want to
1: make it so pretty. I want to make
2: it clear that both of these uh, evil gays were white, you know? Um, Are you just saying that because the, the American black man is at the end of the table? I just want to, I just, yeah, I'm not a bigot. Um,
5: they were white. Never said you were, Pete. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but JB will not make eye contact with you anymore. <laughs> You're fine, Pete.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. And By fine, he means you're
2: fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Here, you want a drink? Hand him one. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing squats, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to work out the old powerhouse, and uh, yeah, uh, and it attracts the guys, <laughs> right? We well, can't love the one you want, love
1: the one you're with, right? Okay. Yeah. Or, the, or the two in the bar that were there to help,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're there to
2: help. Don't worry, he got the assist <laughs> from Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's
3: fantastic.
1: I yeah. love gay people. Dra- <laughs> you're overgoing now. <laughs> yes, you are. You're asking for you're asking for another roofie Calada at the uh, Acme Comedy Club. Oh god. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that. I have, a lot of people will bring me when I've gone out to locations and we, I was at a thing called Dragon Con in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this? I've heard of that. It's monstrous. It's like you you know, like the San Diego Comic Con wishes it was Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. It's mm. mad, it takes over like four uh, hotels, Jeez. and we were sitting there, and I was, for, for this TV show I was on, and a book I'd written, so I'm sitting at, at the table, mm-hmm. and this guy comes up on his uh, rascal scooter, <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and he comes tooling up to me, and he goes, my mom makes cookies for all the celebrities, and he reaches down and hands me this little Tupperware tub, and I eat nothing people hand me. I just yeah. don't, especially this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, eat one. <laughs> and i go oh, i'll eat it. i just had lunch just one just eat one they're good my mom made them i'm like i uh really i'm not real hungry and then he so he keeps badgering me and i'm like oh fine i pop the lid off i pick up a cookie and i hold it up and then i look at him and i look at the cookie and there's this long gray hair Uh-oh. hanging out of the cookie and i look at it and i hold it out for him to see the long gray hair and i put it back in the tub and i close it and i push it back i go i won't be eating those cookies oh you're a Dick. And he grabs a, bucket, wow. grabs a bucket, drives down like Fort, and then hands it to Kevin Sorbo. Ow. TV's
2: Hercules? TV's Hercules. <laughs> so
1: I, I sat back watching to see what could possibly happen as Kevin Sorbo, because you don't force Kevin Sorbo to do anything, right? You, he, no. he ate a cookie. He ate oh, the cookie? He ate a cookie. Kevin Sorbo's a wussy. And now I he's dead. Stand, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Kevin Sorbo dead. his the show is canceled. No, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I won't eat things people hand me or drinks. Mm. although when i went to scotland a few years ago and i'm with this big tour group and the tour guide goes most of the bars are closed but i know a good bar we go in and we're standing around and this guy standing next to me goes jeffy goes i think uh i think this is a gay bar (laughs) i'm like no it's not because and i start looking around i'm like oh my god guys are kissing guys and there's no women this might be a gay bar yeah and then all of a sudden all these women come in. I go, oh, see, it just was a matter of time. That was just a one-off gay couple, and then the girls start making out. I'm like, well, this is weird. I go well, up to the this bar. is getting better. I go up to the bar to get a drink, and I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I feel this tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, there's like this five foot six guy, and he goes, where are you from? <laughs> I go, I'm from America. What part of America? And I tell him, and he goes, I'm going to go out and sing a little Otis Redden. Would you like me to sing to you? And I go, sure. He goes, do you know Otis Redding? And I go, do I? Sitting on the dock of the bay. Get out, you know. So <laughs> buys me a drink. Takes me over and then makes me stand in front of him while he sings, sitting on the back of the bay to me as I sat there drinking. And I kept looking back at my group, I'm like, Yeah for one night I knew what it was like to feel like the pretty girl. Everybody kept buying me drinks at the bar, but I would have to be there and take it from the bartender.
2: Oh yeah, because you didn't want to I know. I think and they it would have been really over there. funny if in that story you would have gotten very aroused while he was singing to you. I didn't say I wasn't I didn't say it wasn't and presented that to yeah. the bar.
1: Was it bad that, that I kept sucking my finger while he was singing it? Is that is that sending mixed messages if
2: by, if the word bad means alluring <laughs> then it was so bad so we're gonna come to your comedy show and while you're doing it, i'm just sit there and
1: suck my finger through the whole show and then God. i'm gonna buy you a couple of a double whiskey and we're gonna have shots what do you think i love that right. i'll I'll do that that's perfect yeah i'll take a whiskey from Honey, you we should go let's go to the 10:30 show tomorrow night tomorrow night yeah all right. You want to do that? Sure. Right. It's a hoot. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, a hoot. hoot. It's a hoot. All right, we're not going. He said it's a hoot. I'm
2: out.
0: You know I say that. I,
1: sound I know that's so... what I said. I don't
0: want to go. He I makes fun of my Minnesota home. accent all the time.
2: I I have it so strongly. I, um, I when I was in New York City for twelve years, I went to. Uh, vocal training so like dialect training so that i could lose my minnesota wisconsin acting for acting or accent for acting roles and um i step one foot off the plane and i'm like oh yeah okay oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah she's brutal with
1: that (laughs) where's your shoes i'm like what your shoes why are you talking like that where does it go And the drunker she gets Oh my god! It's like you're seen out of Fargo. It's horrible. I love it. Yeah. Until <laughs> so, so you're out in a bar with a bunch of people and your wife's like, "Oh, honey, I'm gonna go buy another drink. Do you want any?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't really like, I don't know her. I'm not with her.
0: At least I'm polite to I ask know, if you, you are. need this anything.
4: Very
2: polite drunk. <laughs> we're, all, we're all polite in Minnesota. And I'm like, I remember this biker dude came up to me and uh and like <laughs> and he, like it was after a show because I sell t-shirts and stuff and um I was like he was like so huge and. That I thought I was gonna die and uh, and he was just silent for a second and I was like, I'm uncomfortable with silence and then he's like, Oh my god, my wife and I just loved your show. <laughs> he's like, You're super duper. Super, super duper. Yeah, we'd like to know if you want to come over for some hot dish tonight after that program. Oh yeah, for some hot dish. Yeah.
0: Tater tot casserole. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta
0: That's a staple.
2: Yeah, we're coming over and we're wearing oven mitts. (laughs) Have you had to deal with the Minnesota long goodbye? I do it every night on stage. I literally do. I start saying goodbye at minute 45, and then. I, I, tonight I have to be on time for the shows, uh, like, well, not for the shows, but like on stage, I have to do like exactly 50 minutes cause mm-hmm. we have a, a shift change uh, to get in the second show. But on Tuesday night I was having so much fun and it was like minute 50 and I was like, all right, I got to go, I got to go. And then it was an hour 20 and I ended up doing an hour 20 and uh, like, that's almost a whole other show that I did. And, um, but I, just, cause I couldn't say goodbye. So you're like the Bruce Springsteen of comedy. I am. Yeah. You just keep giving
1: extra on that show.
2: Yeah, I'm not the boss. I'm the intern.
6: You're like that in real life, too, though. What? You're like that in real life. Like, we'll be trying to say goodbye to people, and it just lasts for forever. Well,
1: I'm from Chicago. When I say goodbye, I'm out the door. (laughs) My wife is like, oh, but then did you go out to the Perkins? has got a good deal on pie. I'm like, honey, we got to go. Oh, I know. Anyway, you guys should come over before you go out of town again.
5: Well, it was Cassie came out to tell me to get people in here, and I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get them to, to stop, stop talking. Because yeah. Pete kept talking to her. <laughs> to Ida. It's,
2: yeah, it's it's so weird because I, I have social anxiety, too. So, like, before I go somewhere, a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's going to be bad. Nobody's going to be nice there. And then I'm there like nine hours past because I'm like, I don't want to say goodbye. This is good. <laughs> it ended up being good. And it's every time. Yeah. It's every single time.
4: Yeah. <sighs> So what's
1: it like then when you have that social anxiety when you do get that occasional clunker
2: that just the show fails and you can't figure out why? Oh yeah, does that the, just eat you alive? Then I just don't want to go back. Uh, <laughs> no, it. I mean, it's rare that I have like a full-on you know bomb because at this point I have so I have so such a big catalog of material that mm-hmm. i can draw on but like a bomb to me now is where the crowd kind of sucks and then i have to go kind of play a greatest hits and it'll be like a greatest hits of of today and yesteryear right um i sound like an ad 70s
4: eighties, today <laughs> live at acme
2: yeah so that i mean that's really what a bomb is now and and it's where the crowd you know they'll laugh hard but then they go like mm, and then it it ends and so you have a hard time even catching your breath because yeah. you have to go into the next thing really quickly and um, it doesn't feel good it, like like you're not you're not feeling it when you're on stage but you're faking it you're smiling through the set and those are the sets where you're looking at your timer going and your your timers like uh, 49 58 49 59 <laughs> and then you're like good night <laughs> um, but th- those sets are pretty rare but uh, they, they do they definitely do happen, and it's it's such it's so weird because it's not comedy; it's a filibuster, you know. <laughs> and then you get the crowd come the crowd comes out, and they're like, "Oh my god, great show!" because they loved it. Like they they, uh, you know, you worked your ass off and you did your job. And um, I remember Seinfeld said it one time. He goes. He goes, You're not supposed to have fun on stage. They're supposed to have fun. Right. So, like, when it's a tough crowd, you got to kill anyway, and you got to, you know, you just got to go for it and do it and expend all your energy because that's your job that night, you know? It's not to snap on the crowd and be like, You guys suck, and, you know, throw a tantrum, like a childish tantrum. Well,
5: anxiety is, can be very painful, though. Yeah. I mean, I suffer from social anxiety, and I, Dated a young lady you know, once. This is about 10 years ago, and we walked into a bar, and I swear it was a scene out of a movie where everything stopped because I was the only black person in the bar. Guys were shooting pool. This was a guy <laughs> on stage playing live music, and it felt like everything just stopped. You walked in and everybody went, <laughs> and everybody just kind of went. <laughs> and it's like, <sighs>
4: Aww. And sat
5: down and just shut down and she couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And It's like it's, you didn't see that? Did't youn't didn't you see all those people stare at me? you know And
2: yeah, I, I, that has to be, I, I don't even know if that's, I mean because that's like a real fight or flight yeah, thing where you're, thing. you're sensing almost real real danger, although most of those guys are too big of pussies to ever like walk up to you or anything like that. but it is a they're sending you real threat energy. Um, so yeah, like at that point I go, man, do you have social anxiety or, or are you just realistic? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, are you just reading the room and going, this is bad. That's just like,
6: good perception. That you're yeah. Well, when we were going to meet a group
5: of her friends and you know, they were all like, why is he so quiet? You know, but then they would only talk about them, each other and themselves in high school and all that stuff. And it's like, well, I have nothing in common with you people. In what do you mean by your people? <laughs> 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 oh man, he
2: got you on that one. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is a, that is a weird thing because you either. Uh, you either have to like lean in and then look thirsty you know like what do you mean what what was chad cool what are you talking about chad for what, is he a nice guy did right. did he date my girlfriend you know like or you can just sit back and be like this is boring and i don't want to participate which i think is a stronger stance right. <laughs> I have, uh, it's
1: funny, because how many of us, and I think even Tom has levels of it, with social anxiety, I'm not good one-on-one. Like, if you and I just met, we were standing out there, I'd be looking at the ground and not talking. Yeah. We get into an environment where I'm in a crowd, or I can do this, I can talk for eight hours, and then, but you get me into these smaller groups, and I'll go out, and, and I'll do, you know, room 250 people and do one of my talks, and I got people laughing and engaged and having a good time, and then... I get off stage and they come over to talk to me and it's like eh, I don't want to be here. Don't look at me directly, you know. <laughs> and they think, "Oh man, he's such a schmuck. Why is he so pompous?" It's just like, no, I just I, I shut down and lock up. That's.
2: I I think that there I I identify with that a lot because I do you know I do the shows and then I do the meet and greet afterwards right. and um, you know sell the t-shirts and stuff and um, I had a therapist once that told me that part of that isn't that I don't like one-on-one conversations. Part of it's that I just used up all of my energy and then now, and like it also felt good to have the roar of the crowd after right. every single, you know, note of the show. And then now I'm standing in front of somebody that has weird energy, you know, like, like it could be, it could be their energy. And just like we talked before, like you're being perceptive that, that, it, you know, something's off. Cause I guarantee that you talk to people often where, you don't even think about social anxiety when you're talking to them because it just feels good mm-hmm. you know it's like good there's a, a good energy flow but there are people that come up after the shows and they are they are a black hole uh, of they're like an energy fun sponge and they just keep <laughs> taking you have minimal my, energy my band name in the 80s fun, <laughs> sponge. <Energy> fun, <laughs> sponge, <laughs> yeah. fun sponge but um but no i i identify with that a, a lot where and sometimes, sometimes you get a group of people after the show during the meet-and-greet that they have, like, very fun, nice, relaxed energy, and other times it's just weird. It, yeah. it, it feels really weird, and, um, you know, but between person-to-person... You know, the energy is so different. So, you like, sometimes when it's a when it's a group of people that have really good energy, I'm like, please stay, like, please stay. <laughs> Don't let them behind you go. Well, bring your positive energy to Acme Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow, ten thirty.
1: Come on out and see Pete Lee. You can also check out his website at PeteLee.net You can check out his podcast, Snuggle Storm.
2: Snuggle Storm. You can go to iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts and uh, look up Snuggle Storm. You can follow me on Instagram at petelee Lee. Pete Lee, Pete Lee. And then uh, my Twitter is Pete Tweets.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tom Bernard. We'll be back with us on Monday live in studio with Catherine. Thank you for tuning in.